You know, seven years is, it's quite a long time. Uh, I calculated uh, the number of Sundays in seven years is about 365 Sundays, which means that if we were meeting every day, that's one full year of hanging out. And, you know, that's not just, and that's just, sun, that's just Sundays. No, we're not even talking about life group meetings midweek. We're not talking about prayer meetings. We're not talking about camps. We're not talking about mission trips. You know, so much has happened in seven years. Now, to, to put a bit of context on how, how quickly seven years goes, um, my daughter was only six weeks old when we started the church. And this is a photo of my daughter pretty much around the time where we started the chapel. And now this is my daughter who's now seven years old. So you can, it's just so different. It's just so different. You know, that's how much seven years of progress is. And, and for me, my daughter is a living reminder of how old our church is. You know, she can now make her own bed and wash her own hair and put her in her own shoes. And, and I guess in one sense, that's where we've become as a church. We've, ha- we've grown up. We've grown up. Um, after seven years, I think we've found our feet in who we are and, and what we're good at and maybe what we're not good at. Um, our mission and our vision is as clear as it's ever been. Our purpose is as clear as it's ever been. Um, over the last year, um, we had our largest, our biggest announcement yet with the planting of our second campus in Burwood. If you really just sit and think about it, it's truly amazing um, what, we've, what God's done and what we've experienced in the last seven years. But anyone that's been here for seven years would also know that not every week has been rosy. We've had many people come and go. Um, we've experienced death within our church. We've experienced breakdown in relationships. We've, sp- we've experienced breakdown in marriage. We've experienced financial strain individually. And then as a church, we've experienced financial strain. We've experienced issues Division. You know, more recently, we've witnessed losses in jobs, miscarriages, and a global pandemic, which none of these we planned for, but they all happened. But the one common question that we continue to ask ourselves through the many different seasons of our church has always been this question What is it that God wants? And that was the question that started the church. What is it that God wants us to do? What is God's plan for us? As Christians, this is the most important question that we must be asking ourselves every day. What is it that God wants for me? And another way to ask this is the question, what is God's will for my life? What is God's will for my life? Now, when we think about God's will or God's plan, sometimes we look to something very specific. For example, you will marry this person 
or you will go to this school, or you will find this company and work there. And yes, sometimes God does work and move and speak in that way, but for the most of the time, it's really God's guidance. It's the guidance of God with ruling principles that we are given so that we can execute those things in our lives. The passage that I want to share with you today gives us three very important principles to answer that question, what does God want for us in our lives? And it comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. And it reads this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, as a pastor, many people come and ask me, how do I know what God wants for me in my life? How do I know what God's plans are for me in my life? And the number one question, the number one answer that I give to them is go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. Because there are three very key important things that it says that this is God's will for you. The Bible makes it very obvious that this is what God wants for you. Firstly, rejoice always. To rejoice means to feel or show great joy or delight. And the key word is not just rejoice, but it's rejoice always. Rejoice always. Not rejoice sometimes. Not rejoice when you feel like it, but it's rejoice always. Secondly, he says, pray continually. Pray continually. Or in some translations, it says, pray without ceasing. Meaning, do not stop. Do not stop praying. This means that, 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 that God's plan for us, God's will for us, is that we will continue our dialogue with God, our speech with God, our communication with our Heavenly Father, Without stop, without ceasing, regardless of what road or mountain or valley that we may be on, that our prayer life would be continuous. And thirdly, give thanks. And hear this, give thanks in all circumstances. To be grateful, to be appreciative of what we have. In all circumstances, not just when we have it good, but in all circumstances. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for your life. This is what God wants for you in your life. But there's a common theme. In all three of these, there's a common thread, and you would have picked it up. It's this idea that it's got nothing to do with whatever circumstance you're in. Unlike what the world would say, our joy, our relationship with God, and our gratitude are not determined by our circumstances, but are regardless of our circumstances. That is what God's plan for us is.
It is to rejoice. It is to pray. And it is to give thanks no matter what we are going through. Now, even as I speak these words, some of us might be thinking that this is quite hard for us to swallow. Because all we really need to do is look at the news today. Look at the current state of the world today. It's not great. You know, we, we just, you know, just came out of the height of dealing with a, a global pandemic virus. There are protests happening all over the world. There are innocent lives dying all over the world. And that's just globally, even in your own life. No one here would tell me that everything in my life is fantastic. Joy, prayer, and gratitude are really not the natural responses that we have in our lives. The hurt and suffering that is felt all around the world, the hurt and suffering that you're feeling because of your own personal circumstances. You know, we... We aren't living in heaven. You know, six months ago, we had some of the nastiest bushfires. We were in drought. Last week, our government told us that we're now officially in recession. People are losing jobs. So how is it that we're meant to rejoice? How is it that we're meant to continue to pray? And how is it that we're meant to give thanks when our current situation looks like it does? And the answer is this. Because of God. Because of God. We can rejoice. We can continue to pray. And we can continue to give thanks in all circumstances because we believe in a God that is greater than all of our circumstances. We believe in a God that is greater than any issue that you're dealing with in your life. We believe in a God that is greater than any global pandemic virus. God did not change because of the coronavirus. God did not change because of natural disasters. God's character has not changed as he watches humanity rip each other apart. God is greater than all these things. And that's why, that's why it doesn't matter about our circumstance or our situation. But because of who God is, we rejoice, we pray, and we give thanks. People ask me, if you were to summarize seven years at the chapel, what would you say? How would you describe the seven years? And I would like to say, we try to live for God. We try to do God's will, to rejoice always, to pray continually, and to give thanks in all of our circumstances. Because God is greater. Can I tell you, the only reason... The only reason why we get to celebrate seven years of the chapel is because God gave us these seven years. 
If it were up to me and our leadership, this church would have folded a long time ago. But it's because it's not up to us. But it's about our God. And as we rode the seasons of the ups and the downs, the only reason why we get to celebrate today is because we have an amazing God who loves us and wants the best for us in this life and in the next. And can I tell you the only reason why we'll get to the 80th anniversary next year is not because of my effort nor yours, but purely because of God. That's why we celebrate every anniversary, because we can't guarantee the next one. But we take time to stop and honor God. We take time to make sure that we're living for Him. We're rejoicing always. We're praying continually, and we're giving thanks in all circumstances, because that's God's will for us. A word that summarizes all of this is this word blessing. Blessing is defined as God's favor and protection. God's favor and protection, meaning that you cannot be blessed without God. That just goes against the definition of the word. Friends, we are blessed. Not because of your personal situation. Not because of what's happening in this world, but we're blessed because we have the favor and protection of God with us. That's what this whole seven-year anniversary is all about. It's about recognizing and celebrating that because we have God, we are blessed. Now, normally, we would be all here together Friends and family as well, we'd, we'd, we'd have a massive celebration. And obviously, we just can't do that right now. And we just wanted to, we wanted to do something. We wanted to do something that was meaningful, but really encompassed this word of blessing. And uh, yeah, so we're going to show you a video. And I hope that you're blessed through this.
I hope you enjoyed that video and thanks everyone for participating. It's one church and one family. The, 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 the song comes from Numbers and the song's based on what they call the priestly blessing. And I'll read those verses to you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them.